recording. There you go. Today is August 6, 2023, and we're reading from the Big Book of AA, pages 64, starting with resentment is the number one offender, through page 65, and including the paragraph, we went back through our lives. Um, Karen C. will, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. The reader is going to be, who's the reader? Darcy. Darcy will be the reader, followed uh, by Karen C., who will share for 20 minutes. Um, so let's go ahead, Darcy, with the reading. Okay. Resentment is the number one offender. It destroys more alcoholics than anything else. From it stem all forms of spiritual disease. For we have been not only mentally and physically ill, we have been spiritually sick. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. In dealing with resentments, we set them on paper. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were angry. We asked ourselves why we were angry. In most cases, it was found that our self-esteem, our pocketbooks, our ambitions, our personal relationships, including sex, were hurt or threatened. So we were sore. We were burned up. On our grudge list, we set opposite each name our injuries. Was it our self-esteem, our security, our ambitions, our personal or sex relations, which had been interfered with? We were usually as definite as this example. I'm resentful at Mr. Brown, the cause, his attention to my wife. Told my wife of my mistress. Brown may get my job at the office. Affects my sex relations self-esteem, fear, sex relations. Uh, I'll go across next time. Self-esteem, fear, and security. Self-esteem and fear. I'm resentful at Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Jones. She's a nut. She snubbed me. She committed her husband for drinking. He's my friend. She's a gossip. Affects my self-esteem, fear, personal relationship, self-esteem, fear. My employer, because unreasonable, unjust, overbearing, threatens to fire me for drinking and padding my expense account. Affects self-esteem, fear, and security. I'm resentful at my wife, because misunderstands and nags, likes Brown, wants house put in her name, Affects my pride, personal, sex relations, security, fear. We went back through our lives. Nothing counted but thoroughness and honesty. When we were finished, we considered it carefully. The first thing apparent was that this world and its people were often quite wrong. To conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us got. The usual outcome was that people continued to wrong us and we stayed sore. Sometimes it was remorse and then we were sore at ourselves. But the more we fought and tried to have our own way, the worse matters got. As in war, the victor only seemed to win. Our moments of triumph were short-lived. Thank you, Darcy. What a great reading. And we will now have a 20-minute share from Karen C. Karen, please come on in. 
Hi, this is Karen C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, if I, I'm all over the place, it's because I'm not letting my higher power through. I'm really trying to do that, but I'm human and sometimes I don't trust. So, so let's start with resentments. They say that it's the number one offender. Um, but really, we kind of enjoy our resentments and it shows right in this chart here. Like whoever's doing this resentment, they resent Mr. Brown because of their attention to his wife. Um, and Mr. Brown may get my job. So isn't that an excuse for on the bottom? He's got a mistress. So then, so then he's, he's resentful of his wife. And of course he's resentful of her. And that makes it okay to have a mistress. It's always putting him on top. It's always making, him, making it okay for him to do bad things because after all, he's resentful. These people are jerks. They're doing this to him. That's why he's got a mistress. That's why he's always late for his work. He's um, resentful at Mrs. Jones because she put his drinking buddy away. Instead of feeling good, like, oh, maybe this guy will bring his life around. No, he's mad. So that makes him feel superior. Resentment makes you feel superior to people. Um, for sure, with my, I know I talk about my husband. If somebody doesn't relate to husbands or, you know, spouses, whatever, whatever relationship in your life, it's easy for years to hold resentment against someone that you live with. Because then I'm always right. I'm, I'm always right. I'm always poor me. Well, he's such a jerk. How could, and not that he's a, any more of a jerk than I am. Let me put it that way. But um, it always made me feel better that I was better than him. So I was able to get away with anything in my own mind. Because after all, I held resentments for him, to him. So it we enjoy them. And, and I was going to talk about enjoying resentments and my higher power has a way of putting people in my life to, um, to say, yeah, do this because I took a fifth step last night. And I think this person is on the line. Hello. If you are, she talked about enjoying resentments and I'm like, yes, I'm going to use that tomorrow. I'm not stealing from you. <laughs> Please don't think I'm stealing from you. She said, it's okay if I do steal from her. So anyway, so I just wanted to say that we hold on to these resentments because they actually work for us. That's why I'm mean, going ahead to the sixth and seventh step. That's why we just don't ask God to remove these things. We got to be willing because sometimes we may not want to. If I have to let go of my resentments, that means I have to start doing things the right way. I have to stop being a jerk. I have to stop, start acting nicer to everyone. So, um, I may not want to get rid of my resentments is, is what, is what I'm trying to say. Further down though, it says, for one thing, this lasts for a little bit, but for the most part, it doesn't work. At the end, it says our moment of triumph, triumph is short lived. Because even though you may be using this resentment, you're not happy about it. You don't like it. You don't like the way you're acting towards people but you're doing it anyway, because after all, you're right. You, you deserve to be acting the way you're acting. Um, so, but then you feel like a jerk and, and, and you're not happy about it. 
So the, what I like about this is further down in that first paragraph, when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. This means we don't have to work on straightening out mentally or physically. They just happen if we straighten out spiritually. And that's the whole trick to this thing. You get a higher power. You, we all have, I believe we all have a higher power. We just don't always realize it. We don't listen to it. We don't understand it. Um, but once we do, the mental and physical follows. It's amazing to me. It's a miracle to me. Um, so I'll talk about now this, the actual, um, I use the form for my resentments. And I and I, people use all different kinds of things for their resentment form. Some people write paragraphs, but with me, I put I'm resentful at and I and I made a line of everyone I'm resentful at because it's much easier to remember who I'm mad at before I write my part, because if I start writing my part, my list is going to get shorter and shorter. I'm not going to want to see my part. So you make this list and it gets longer because it's like, oh, that's right. I remember that person did this to me. How could that? But then, and then the cause is we don't want a story. They say a headline, which is good. Some people say 20 words, a headline of why this person, why you're resentful at this person. Um, and you go down the line on that. You write the causes, very short causes. After that, the third column, you write, just like in the book, did it affect your self-esteem, your security, ambitions, personal relations, sex relations? Is any fear involved? There was fear involved in all of my, my resentments because fear was my way of life. And then they want you to say the prayer, which is the sick man's prayer which the sick man's prayer gets me through a lot because I feel like most of us are spiritually sick, including me. And that's the, the good part of this. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. I'm saying they're spiritually sick as I am. Then we go, so now we're done with all the good parts. This is, this is where the rubber hits the road. We have to say where we're selfish, dishonest, self-seeking, and frightened. And once I started doing this, I started seeing patterns. Like it may look like I have 15 people on my resentment list, but the selfishness, dishonesty, self-seeking, and fear is kind of the same. It's just the names have changed. So that's what you're trying to see. You're trying to see the patterns in all this. And the beauty part about this is you just have to notice them. You're doing this without regret. You're just, you're just noticing it. And at first it's, it's hard to, to, um, to feel resentments. That's why you have to sit there. And I mean, once you start, they start pouring out, but as you go along in this program and do 10 steps, um, you start to feel resentments much easier and you don't like them anymore. They don't feel good. It doesn't feel like a win anymore. It doesn't feel like an excuse to do what I want to do because after all, poor me, you know, I'm having a pity party. You want to get rid of these resentments. And um, so you do a 10 step and your life just changes. 
and I've been reading about forgiveness and forgiveness is not like an act. It's, it's a process. It's all of a sudden, like, it's not like, all right, I forgive you. And that person's forgiven. It's, you'll start thinking and think, wait a minute, I've forgiven that person. You know, I, I didn't, I don't realize when it comes, it comes, it just naturally happens. It's not like black and white for me anyway. Um, so once you forgive that person, you can forgive yourself for being such a jerk about everything. And, um, and you just go on with your life. And as these crop up, you do 10 steps. I think I talk too fast because <laughs> I hardly said I only have, uh, I have 11 minutes left. Um, well, all right. I'll say on page 60, where am I? On page 66, to conclude that others were wrong was as far as most of us ever got. The usual outcome was that people continued to wrong us and we stayed sore. And again, we stayed sore because it helped us. It helped us remain the sick person that we were, act the way we wanted, because after all, they deserved it and we deserve to do whatever we wanted to do. Um, and it's also not people that you're angry at, I believe. It's things that you feel uncomfortable about. It, you might not really have a resentment. Um, you might have harmed someone and you feel bad about it. I had one. I mean, and, and this came up two years after I did my resentment list. And it was from 1973. <laughs> and it was an old boyfriend who I was really mean to. And he was nothing but nice to me. I didn't hold any resentment from him about him or toward him, but I just always felt bad. If I thought of it, I would feel bad that I did that to him. So I had to put that down. And I really saw, it was easy to see my part, the selfishness in, in that relationship. Um, and just to go further, I, I mean, I, he lives near me. He's married. I would never call to, to make an amends, but, but my sister said, listen, if you ask God, that you want to make an amends, it's going to, it's going to happen. So I was at a funeral at a viewing and he was there and I asked them to come into a room and I made a quick amends. So I'm just saying that it's not only about people that burned us up. It's about situations that happened that make us uncomfortable. We want, don't want this taking up space in our brain because then there's no place for our higher power. I believe our higher power is in us. It says it in the book. Um, I took, it took a long time for me to realize that. And then I realized I've been wearing this medal. I don't know if you can say it, but a nun gave this to me in Catholic school. It's the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Mother. I were, were, have worn this off and on since a long, long time and realized, wait a minute, the Holy Spirit, the Catholic Church told me that God is in me, where did I let that go? Um, so that's so, but all these resentments, all the clamors of the outside world, all, all of my crap in my head, I had to get rid of that in order to let this higher power, God, whatever, what, it doesn't really matter what that higher power is. I call it God because it's easier. It's three letters, it's easy to say. Um, but with all these resentments in your head, you don't, you're not able to say, okay, God, please 
let me feel you. Let me, I don't want to say come in because I really believe God is already in as the Holy Spirit in my, this is just my way, whatever your way, your conception is right for you. Um, and that's the reason why we have to get rid of these resentments and deal with them daily. And, and we go through it quickly. Once we're through this step, we go on to the next. We do our amends. And as we're doing our amends, we go to the 10th step because you don't want these resentments to build up. We're human beings. They're going to rebuild. They're, they're going to come back. And it's not even if they come back, it's when they come back. We don't graduate from this program. We, these are actual, actual practice for the rest of our lives. This fourth step is practice. You don't even have to put every resentment you ever had. If Johnny kicked you in third grade and you haven't thought about it, don't put it on. In fact, I had a resentment against my sister-in-law for years and years and years over whose marriage was better, whose kids were better, whose house was better, was all so stupid. And um, years ago, way before OA, I we got together and talked about it and that resentment went away. So when I had to do this fourth step, I didn't put her down. She wasn't a resentment anymore, even though she played a big part of my, a big um, like mess in my head for years. She didn't anymore. So I didn't put that in. And um, just to say that I have six minutes left. So I'll, I'll tell you what happened last year. So I've been in program since 2017, was abstinent. And then last year, it was a few days before my anniversary, which I don't really count because I see people that have been abstinent for a lot of years and they relapse. So I think we're all in the same boat. If we don't stay spiritually fit, we're going to relapse. So I was on my way to my 41st wedding anniversary dinner. And it was just like Jim's story. First of all, I kind of let my 10 steps go. I, my 11 step was getting a little sloppy. I'm good at resting on my laurels, which I think means I'm not trusting my higher power at all times, which is so dumb because when I do, life is so much easier. So we're heading, it's just like Jim, we're heading into this restaurant, which we had a gift certificate to. I normally wouldn't go into a restaurant like that, but it's like, all right, we'll go. Uh, we argued a little bit about a parking space, but nothing big, no big deal. We went in and, um, oh, and I had a, a glass of champagne, which I have gotten away with during my abstinence at a wedding or two. You know, they give you like this much champagne. I drink it and that was it. I, so I thought, all right, I can have champagne once in a while. I had it. My husband wasn't feeling well, so I had another glass. And then they knew it was our anniversary. We were waiting for the check. And creme brulee, I guess I, I hope I didn't trigger anyone, was set right before me. And I dove in. I mean, I had to ask my husband later, did I make a fool of myself eating that? And it was this big. It wasn't big at all. We were supposed to share it. And he, he took a couple of spoons. I guess he was afraid he was going to get hurt with my spoon. Um, it scared me so bad, though. Thank God. Like, it's not a slip. No, I'm not calling it a slip you know who you are, who doesn't believe in slips. 
Um, it was a relapse, but thank God it was a short relapse because it scared the crap out of me. I was that night. I thought, I'm just going to get back on. I'll be okay. You know, everything will be all right. I won't tell anybody. The next day I was in my car going to my sister's house who struggles with OA, although is very, um, she's sober. She's been sober for a long time. I was going to her house and I thought, you know, I'm going to go to her house like Miss OA. Oh, look at her. She's got all this time and lie to her. So I'm in my car and I called my sponsor and started crying. That's I'm crying right now. It's easy for me to hide it. Um, and we went back through the steps. I told her about it and we went back through the steps. She said, we can do this as fast as you'd like. Well, we did it in three weeks because I didn't want to feel that way again. It was awful. I don't know why I, God was there. He had to be there because you hear that people take one bite and they're out for eight years. I was out for eight hours. I mean, that was it. And I don't even care that it was close to my five-year anniversary. I, I don't care. I just wanted to get back to it. And I did. I took the steps and, and I, I, I'm okay now. Like I do my, I love 11 step. I do my 10 steps, take people through the steps. And I love to do that now. I didn't love to do it before. Now I do love to watch that spiritual growth in people. So, um, I, wow, thank God. I only have two minutes left. So I think I'm going to end there. Well, I'm going to end with, um, where are we? This thing that says, like I said, we enjoy our resentments at times, but it says, as in war, the victor only seemed to win. I wasn't winning when I was the victim, when I was in my pity party. Our moment of triumph were short-lived. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Okay, we can probably turn off the recording. There we go.